are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. Hey everybody, what is happening? It's your girl Janan right here on TKO. As you already know here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game and of course where they're now. So hey y'all, what's good? All right, so... Man, okay, I've said this a million times here on the show, but what a great time to be alive as a combat sports fan because, first of all, we are just recovering from a phenomenal weekend of fights that just happened over this past weekend. And yes, of course, I'm talking about UFC Fight Nights in Calgary. You know, all the all the stuff that happened between Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier and Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens and Yoana Young Jajek and Tisha Torres and oh my god, all that good, good, goodness. Ooh, okay, so those stuff were pretty, pretty good, and we'll actually get into those things. We're just we're just gonna give those um, fights a big shout out today on the show, but I'll get to that later on the show. But I'm just saying, man. Those fights were phenomenal, and uh, we also have boxing happening as well. And uh, man, so many great things happened over this past weekend. And not only that, just like I said, just as we are recovering from that phenomenal weekend, we have another great, great weekend of fights having you know coming up in this upcoming weekend. We have, of course, UFC 227 coming up on Saturday, August 4th. And not only that, we also have boxing coming up. Man, I feel like boxing and MMA are just kind of like, especially UFC events are really, really properly mashed up with great boxing events. So whenever you have a good UFC card happening at a certain time, you also have another boxing card happening at the same time. So, uh, you know, it will definitely test your technology skills as to how you will actually manage to pull uh, two screens out of nowhere and watch two fights at the same time. I mean, definitely it will help your brain, you know, uh, uh, with its um, separate processing stuff, you know, because you have two things happening at the same time. And uh, with one eye, almost you almost have to watch one screen. And with another eye, you have to watch another. So, man, it's, it's a bit tough, but it's definitely exciting. And uh, please don't get me wrong. We are definitely really, really grateful for all of the phenomenal things that are happening in the world of combat sports right now. So just like I said, this upcoming weekend, we have UFC 227 in Los Angeles happening on August 4th. And uh, we also have a phenomenal boxing fight between Sergey Kovalev and Elider Storm Alvarez happening on the same day, okay? So we have that coming up. You 
already guessed it right, fam. Yeah, we are going to be, of course, breaking down the UFC 227 fights and uh, the boxing fight that I just talked about. We are going to be definitely, definitely breaking down those phenomenal fights because if we don't, then what are we even doing here on TKO? You guys already know we are famous for our famous and exclusive breakdowns. All right, so we have that coming up. And I'm not sure if I actually mentioned it, but just like I said, we have phenomenal shout outs coming up. And if we have some extra time, we're going to attend to some um, hot news and some of the news that just broke, especially in the world of boxing in terms of, you know, what sort of matches are uh, actually coming up in the world of boxing and what are the rumors and things like that. So if we have extra time, we're going to attend to those as well. All right. And yeah, man, that's actually what we have lined up for today. And also... This is a general announcement. So in about 20 weeks, actually less than 20 weeks, we are going to be celebrating our centennial episode, meaning we are going to be celebrating our 100th episode of TKO. And yes, man, you guessed it right because we got exciting stuff coming up and uh, many many surprises to be featured on the show on our 100th episode. And uh, you know, when I think about it, it's just so surreal. It just feels like we just got started with TKO yesterday, even though it was so long ago. And I cannot believe how far we've come with the show. I mean, we've made so many improvements to the show. We've added so many exciting sections and segments to the show. And um, of course, if it weren't because of you guys, the fans, TKO Nation, we would not be here today. So as always, thank you guys. Thank you so much for your support and love for the show. And uh, it is because of that that we just keep on continuing forward and keep on, uh, uh, you know, coming back stronger than ever every single week. So again, shout out to you guys, TKO Nation. And speaking of shout outs, let's get started with our shout outs, Ashley. Okay, so what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Okay, so shout outs. Okay, so the first shout out that I want to give out is to my man, Hanzo Gracie. So you might be familiar with Henzo Gracie. I mean, you should be familiar with Henzo Gracie as a as an MMA fan. So Henzo Gracie, he of course he comes from the f uh, famous famous family of uh, of Gracie family. You know, Gracie family is the family that originally sort of came up with the whole idea of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So Grandmaster Helio Gracie, he came up with um, uh, some of the techniques that we see today in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, he took basic ideas from uh, the Japanese uh, original jiu-jitsu and he added his own things to it to make it more practical and efficient in a way. And so what we see today as Brazilian jiu-jitsu, we have lots to thank the, the, the Gracie family for, for all the things that we're seeing in the modern day Brazilian jiu-jitsu, okay? So, Hanzo Gracie himself, you know, he came out of Brazil, of course, and um, he came to the United States and um, he started his own Brazilian jiu-jitsu school. And not only that, he's also one of the big pioneer guys in the world of MMA because when the UFC was just getting started back in the day in the 90s, you know, early 90s, Henzo Gracie was one of those guys that actually stepped up to, to fight in, in the UFC's very early events. And um, if you remember, Henzo Gracie was one of those guys that uh, you know, even st it got started by fighting in his um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu gi, and um, he he employed a lot of those um, 
Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills that he had obtained from his previous training within his family and he applied those things into the uh, into the octagon while he was fighting his opponents and not only that he was also a phenomenal striker so when the world actually uh, heard the name Gracie you automatically and, you know, ever since then, automatically you just associate the name Gracie with greatness in, in, in combat sports, especially, of course, you have to have your jiu-jitsu background because you're coming from the Gracie family because your family originally came up with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. But also, we're seeing a lot of Gracies in the world of MMA as well. You know, we have uh, we even have Henzo Gracie's nieces and nephews fighting in different organizations across the world in MMA. And we have Henzo Gracie's um, uh, brothers uh, having having their own school across the world and just teaching Brazilian Jiu Jitsu to the, to the world. And uh, so the main reason why I actually mentioned Henzo Gracie and I want to give a big shout out to him is that Henzo Gracie is 51 years old and actually last week he had his um, most recent MMA fights in uh, one championship so that's another organization across the world I believe it's based in Asia so he had his uh, most recent MMA fights in uh, one championship and he actually won so at age 51 Henzo Gracie was still able to get it on and still get another W for himself and and honestly kudos to Henzo Gracie because I've said it here on the show many many times I've said that by the time you reach 30 you're obviously at your prime in the world of MMA but then by the time you reach 35 even you should probably start thinking about retiring from the sport but Henzo Gracie is out here still getting it on and still being dominating uh, uh, and um, uh, just being on top of his opponents and it's just so fascinating to see that and um, just like I said man shout out to Henzo Gracie and um, shout out to him for being such a hard-working person and being such a such a hard-working um, grandmaster in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and yeah man good for him good for him all right so moving on so the next shout out that I wanted to give out is of course to my man Jose Aldo who fought over this past weekend in Calgary at UFC fight night so he was fighting Jeremy Stevens so okay here's the thing a lot of people were thinking that Jeremy Stevens was going to win that fight against Jose Aldo but of course Jose Aldo proved us all wrong and he came back and made a huge huge comeback and the way that he won his fight against uh, Jeremy Stevens. So, okay, before we get started with that, so it, when the fight actually started, uh, things weren't actually looking pretty okay for Jose Aldo because he, he would throw his own shots, but he would also get uh, shots thrown at him. And um, from ever since he had his fights, ever since Jose Aldo had his fight with Conor McGregor, his chin has actually been exposed. It's been exposed that his chin is not the greatest in the sport and that if he actually does get caught with a really bad and untimely shot, there's a really high chance that he will go down. So it wasn't really promising what we saw from Jose Aldo early on in the fight. However, what Jose Aldo did afterwards was so fascinating because what he did was he would eventually throw a hook towards Jeremy Stevens. And so 
when you see a hook coming towards you, obviously you don't want it to hit your head, you know, contact with your head. So you try to defend it. And how you defend it is you put your, put your hand up to defend your temples and things like that. And then as you do that, you're obviously exposing your rib cage. You're obviously exposing your body for potential shots. And so what Jose Aldo did was he threw a hook. He saw that opening in um, J- uh, Jeremy Stevens' body. And after he threw that hook, he threw a nasty, nasty body shot. And after he threw that body shot, Jeremy Stevens obviously took that impact. And he looked so hurt. And you can see it in his face, obviously. And he started wobbling back. And so, of course, Jose Aldo took that opportunity and he kept charging forward at Jeremy Stevens. And um, the fight eventually stopped. The referee stopped the fight. And it was a phenomenal win for Jose Aldo. And the best part about it was the, the, the look of satisfaction and happiness in Jose Aldo's face afterwards when the decisions uh, were actually announced, when the win was actually announced. It was just phenomenal because it looked like he had just won his title back because Josie Aldo used to be the former champion. It used to be the featherweight champion at the UFC, right? So, you know, uh, he actually even said that it's his dream to take back the featherweight championship belt. But after that win, even though that win, you know, no belts were on the line and it was just a normal fight. But after he actually won that fight, it did look like he was in a championship fight and it did look like he was he had just won the belt back because that's just how happy it looked. And it was just so phenomenal to watch. And man, it is because of those moments that come uh, not uh, well yes combat sports in general is so beautiful but also mma mixed martial arts is so beautiful in, in that regards too because it's it's a honestly when you think about it it's a ruthless game in one day you could be the champion you could be at the top of the world can have all the potential skills that you need to have as a uh, mixed martial artist however when you get into a fight and something goes wrong you, you lose it all. And so you get to the bottom and it's just so devastating. And then you have another fight. And if you have actually worked hard and uh, you've actually put in work in your training camp, you obviously do get results out of it. And um, we saw it exactly in the case of Jose Aldo. And it was just so beautiful to watch. And just like I said, this is why the world of combat sports, especially MMA, is just so beautiful because of all of those ups and downs and all the things that people, the fighters, go through. So I say, you could be the champion, but the next day you could be at at the bottom, at the total bottom. But then you you pick yourself and uh, you get back up and you you just keep on moving forward. So that's the beauty. Of mixed martial arts in my eyes so just guys said shout out to Jose Aldo for that phenomenal win and also shout out to Jeremy Stevens for for being such a good sportsman and I'm um, congratulating Jose Aldo afterwards and things like that so good for both of them all right so now uh, I have the last shout out here so I want to give a big shout out to both Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez for the main event fight that they had for the UFC Fight Night in Calgary. That was a phenomenal fight. And um, I, I really did wish that it went the whole five rounds because of, I, as I said it here on the show on our previous episode, because these two guys are so similar in style, just want to watch them over and over and if their fight even took an hour you would still want to watch it because of how great of fighters they are 
and they're such brawlers and they're not scared to throw punches and get punches thrown at them so that's how good of fighters they are and so in the fights you guys already know the results probably so uh, Eddie Alvarez he was you know he was okay in the beginning of the fights and so was Dustin Poirier but I feel like this time around both fighters were being a bit more cautious which does make sense because when you have a, a fight before and you see how uh, how much potential your opponent has, you obviously want to be more cautious and you want to act a bit smarter in your fight to, to win your fight efficiently, okay? So in the beginning of the fights, things were actually going okay for both fighters. However, uh, what happened was uh, Eddie Alvarez threw a punch and um, so the fight was actually at a corner pressed towards the cage and uh, Dustin Poirier was on the canvas and um, Eddie Alvarez's camp was telling him to throw 12 to 6 elbows towards uh, Dustin Poirier's clavicle and what 12 to 6 elbows are is that they're just pretty much uh, vertical elbows and the thing is in the in the world of MMA right now the unified rules of MMA just stated that you can't really have those um, elbows anymore especially in the ufc so those elbows are actually illegal and when eddie alvarez actually threw that towards dustin poirier the referee stood them up because that was an illegal shot by eddie alvarez so the referee stood them up and then as they were stood up dustin poirier saw his opportunity saw his chance and threw punches towards eddie alvarez and Unfortunately, Eddie was caught with those shots and um, he went down. So Dustin Poirier won that fight. But it was interesting to see, um, you know, how the referee reacted with that whole 12 to 6 elbow situation. And um, I, I don't know, man. It was just it was just weird. I, I just wish that that didn't happen so that we actually got to see uh, the both um, uh, phenomenal fighters go the full distance, go the full five rounds and fight their hardest because I actually, as, as a fan, as a purist, I really wanted to see that but um, unfortunately it didn't happen but uh, I just want to give a big shout out to both of them because they were so great and I, and I saw the potential in them. I saw the potential for violence, for, for entertainment in them and um, you know, it is what it is but I still want to give a big shout out to both of them. All right, so there's that. All right, so there goes all the shout outs. And now let's get down to business for the breakdowns. All right, so here we go. So first and foremost, I want to get started with the main event of UFC 227. So you guys already know UFC 227, Los Angeles, Saturday night, August 4th, 10 o'clock, main event starts. Actually, the main card starts. And so the main event of this whole card is the rematch between TJ Dillashaw. Man, TJ Dillashaw is fighting Cody Garbrandt, the former champion. And I've already talked to, talked about it here on the show that there's so much beef and bad blood between these two guys. Because originally, you guys already know, TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt used to be teammates at Team Alpha Male, their gym in Sacramento, California. They used to be teammates. They used to be sparring partners. They know each other by heart. They know each other's styles by heart, okay? So that's just, uh, th that makes things so much more interesting because both of these guys know how the other usually fights. And so it, it makes things so much harder for them. 
for 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 first of all for themselves to change their style so that their opponent doesn't really know what they're about to do and for them to also predict what their opponent is supposed to do because that's exactly like the the mindset that you have your opponent also has especially in this uh, particular case so it's just it just makes things so much more trickier and exciting at the same time so just like i said teacher dillashaw and cody garbrand used to be teammates but then teacher dillashaw left team alpha male and he went to colorado and um i don't know for some reason there's just so much bad blood between the two two fighters and um they just really hate each other's guts and um in the first fight that they had at ufc 217 things could have gone either way okay because in the first round tj dillashaw towards the end of the first round tj dillashaw was actually caught with a nasty nasty shot and he almost went down however he was saved by the bell and even you could see when the when the bell even went off tj dillashaw was still wobbled and um, he still hadn't recovered from that nasty shot from uh, cody garbrand but things took another turn in the, in the second round when tj dillashaw actually came back and he threw a nasty nasty blow towards uh cody cody garbrand because i think the combination that he threw was um it was it was a hook no actually it was a cross and a hook so as you can imagine it generated a lot of power and um, it was a really powerful and um um, uh, unfortunately accurate shot uh, shot combo and uh, as he threw that towards cody garbrand cody garbrand actually absorbed all of it so the thing with that combo personally i think okay so in my eyes the thing with that combo with that cross and hook combo is that when you throw that cross obviously it's going to shock your opponent and it's uh, going to set you halfway for for the effectiveness of that hook that you're about to throw and as you throw that cross and you throw that hook the hook is uh, so okay here's the thing so you throw that cross it puts your opponent's head back Okay, and then when you throw that hook, it's just that the head is in the best position that it can possibly be for that hook. So that hook is definitely, if it's uh, absorbed accurately, it's definitely going to put you down to the canvas. And that's exactly what happened to Cody Garbrandt as he absorbed that shot from TJ Dillashaw. And unfortunately, it was all over for Cody Garbrandt and he lost his title Um even even that, uh, though that was his first ever title title shot or excuse me title defense, he lost it and um, T.J. Dillashaw actually became the two-time bantamweight champion in the UFC, and uh, but the feud still continues on, okay, because we have it once again for the main event of UFC 227 and things are about to get nasty so again just like i said before things can go things can actually go either way because we already saw what happened in the past fight and i just okay here's the one thing that i don't hope will actually happen in this fight and that is for the fighters to be cautious and um, not take their chances because i really really hate that and i know all the fans out there really hate that because you've paid so much for the pay-per-view and you just want to see action you want to see dynamics and when you see fighters being cautious like that it's just not fun okay and um i actually really doubted that they're going to be cautious in their fights because of the of the emotionalness of both of these fighters and um, some of the stuff that are actually on the line that are actually not the belts there's so much 
else on the line, if you know what I'm saying in terms of uh, personal feud and beef on the line. We don't know what's actually going to go down because of all those things. You know, I just hope that they don't get as emotional because when you get emotional in a fight, it, things don't usually go your way and you don't, you're not really thinking clearly about uh, your game plan and the fight and you just think about that, uh, that thing that is making you emotional in that fight and that's not always good. So I would say they need to stick to their game plans and I hope they have a really good fight and uh, whatever works for them, man, I hope they stick to it and I hope they deliver a phenomenal performance to all of us fans out here because we've been waiting for this uh, rematch for a long time and um, it's going to be phenomenal especially because it's a bantamweight fight we're going to see a lot of speed a lot of quickness from both of these fighters and um, also hopefully a lot of accuracy with the shots that are being delivered okay so there's that and now let's move on to the co-main event of the evening so this one is also a rematch but it's between the current flyweight champion at the ufc demetrius mighty mouse johnson and the former title challenger and now the current title cha challenger henry cejudo so one thing about Henry Cejudo is that Henry Cejudo, uh, he was a Olympic level wrestler back in the day. And I think he actually won a medal as well in the Olympics for wrestling, freestyle wrestling. And so as you can imagine, wrestling is his forte. And I feel like in the past fight that he had against um, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, he did not have enough time to deliver uh, uh, anything pretty much and he didn't really have time to show to the world how good his wrestling is really in um, mixed martial arts and uh, I feel like this time around again I would prefer for this fight to also go to the full distance because okay I know Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is a phenomenal fighter and um, there's nobody out there at the moment that could actually compete at his level and I really don't want to say that because I don't want to uh, create a biased mindset uh, mindset for you guys because that might imply that I'm taking Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson's side for this particular fight but that's that's an evident fact because Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson he's had 11 consecutive title defenses and he's going for his 12th and um, he's been so successful and um He's been able to come out with a different style each time. And you don't really see that in, in any other fighter out there, especially in the world of mixed martial arts, because, you know, usually fighters just have one style and they really want to stick to it. You know, it's either striking or just wrestling and jujitsu, whatever it is, they usually just stick to that one thing. But Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, he even comes out with different techniques. That's how good of a fighter and how... How unique of a fighter Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson is. So, you know, as Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, I feel like it, it would be fair for him to give Henry Cejudo a chance at least for him to show himself a little bit in the fights, you know, demonstrate a little bit of his wrestling skills throughout the fights. And then I feel like Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson then can then prove to all of us how, how, um, high his uh, fighting IQ is when he sees all the things that Henry Cejudo is doing and then he improvises his game plan against him. If uh, if he actually does that, then he's going to gain so much more respect even in the world of MMA for himself because he will show that not only is he able to come into the fight so prepared, but he's also able to improvise a lot in the fight, which I 
do think that he already does that, but if he just um, uh, sticks to the improvisation game plan for the whole fight, then it's just going to make things so much more interesting in the fights. And um, just like I said, it's going to make all other uh, people that are actually uh, watching this fight over TV make them so much more interested in Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson himself as a fighter. So shout out to everybody that is actually going to be fighting on this card. And man, do not forget to catch up with this whole fight card. Just like I said, August 4th. UFC 227 do catch up with all of the fights that are actually happening on this card. Unfortunately, because of we uh, because of lack of time, we're not uh, going to be having time to break down other fights that are going to be happening on this card. But um, yeah, I actually think we don't have time to break down the boxing event as well. But I'm just going to briefly talk about it. So Sergey Kovalev and Elider Storm Alvarez. That fight is also happening on August 4th. So guys, if you're a boxing fan or if you just want to see some good, good boxing just overall, okay, just tune in into this fight because Sergey Kovalev, he used to be the champion and then he got back down. He he went to the bottom when he lost his title to Andre Ward and now he's again uh, back on track to win back all of his titles and it's a phenomenal journey for him and uh, as well for his opponent, a lighter storm. So so uh, things are actually going to get a uh, really, really interesting and I will definitely recommend all of you guys to you catch up with this fight because you will not be disappointed. Sergey Kovalev usually doesn't disappoint the fans. So, uh, you know, just like I said, I know we have UFC 227 to catch up with, but also please do try to catch up with this boxing fight as well. And man, I'm just looking at the clock right now. And unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. So... As always, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with TKO. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes to catch up with our previous episodes. And until next time, it's your girl, Jonah, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.